Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I'm Marcia Wastick. And I'm Wayne Gladstone. And this... It's Sticks and Stones. The show where words can never hurt you. Hey, we did it. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. (laughs) Uh, Tonight, we have a very exciting guest. It's it's very exciting to me, at least. Um, And I think Wayne might be mildly, mildly excited. Um, Tonight, we have... I'm going to try this. Oh, I I should have practiced. I didn't practice your name. (laughs) I just want to say dare, because that is how it looks to me, and it's not. It's Dara. Something close to that. Dara Lynch. Uh, Very correct. Is that correct? You say it yourself. How about that? Go ahead. Uh, Dara. You can call me Rob. Call me whatever you want. (laughs) Dara. Okay. Now you interview yourself, because clearly we're useless. Dara is an exceptional oil and watercolor portrait artist, and we are very, very grateful that he's calling us from the middle of the night in Ireland. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Are you barely awake or you're wide awake? No, I'm I'm fairly wired, but unfortunately, uh, I have to go to bed shortly because I have to get up on time for something tomorrow, which is unheard of in my schedule. But well, oh no, please. do you really? Uh, it's family stuff, so it's good stuff. Oh, okay. I, I well, wait, before... like... Sorry? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, no, I just I normally just paint until I feel like collapsing, and then I'll sleep for a few hours, get up, and repeat. So it's weird to have a schedule. So right up front, though, I want to say to anyone who's listening, because we're going to, I think, refer to certain of your pieces throughout the podcast, that uh, everyone in general, and for the purposes of this podcast, should go to daralynchart.com, <laughs> D-A-I-R-E, Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H, art, A-R-T, dot com. To, so a lot, of, uh, a lot of his works are up there, and we're going to be looking at several of them. I'm going to be asking questions about a few. Um, so that's a good, a good starting point. And, you know, we, we pimped out it on the Facebook and the, the Twitter. So, um, all right, we're going to get right into the hardcore interview stuff uh, because I think I was a bit of a blowhard the first two episodes I can defer to you, Mara, if you have a first question, or I can jump right in. Oh, you jump right in. I can. I, you're just so chomping at the bit. I would hate to hold you up at all. <laughs> well, I am because quite. I am a huge fan of Dara's work, even if I can't say his name. And um, we need to come up with a uh, nickname for him. I think Lynch. Maybe. Let me, maybe just Lynch. You know. So let, let's talk about your oils. For I mean, I I got to know you first because of a totally unsolicited and wonderful uh, watercolor. Portrait you Dogger. did of me, which is Water basically color. the the book jacket uh, photo. But um, but let's talk about your oils for a second. Um, okay. You you have a lot of portraits, and what I've noticed, and by the way, I have no trained art background. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm self-taught I, as well, so it's all when it when it comes to art. I, all I can say is I can make the statement which I normally find obnoxious and pathetic, which is I know what I like. But I do know what I like, and I like your stuff. And in your portraits, your people are very, very like vi- vibrant, very alive. But in the oils, maybe this is just me, there's almost like uh, they're very corporal. I'm very, I'm very aware of how flesh and blood everyone is, and there's almost like a sense of death and decay that hangs um, over some of them. Is that just so. me projecting or is that, um, do you agree with that? It's probably you projecting for, for some part of it, but uh, also just down to, as I said, I'm self-taught. So um, my flesh tones, they're trial and error. Um, so often they might commit corpse-like. 
I, I well, it, the lighting doesn't help, you know. It's quite sharp. In fairness to you, you are Irish. So you might think that's what flesh looks like, you know, just being the pale <laughs> bastard you probably are. <laughs> Um, my friend used to call me El Wapo because I'm quite dark, so... Uh. <laughs> well, I, it's good to see political correctness hasn't made its way to Ireland. Well, he meant El Guapo, you know. Uh, from... <laughs> I gotcha. So, so you're saying that's just me. So, so like, let me, let me look at... Let me look at... Uh, let's, let me pick one. Like... <sighs> oh, I don't know. There's so many. Um, let's... More, which one am I thinking of? Uh, you know, um, you did another one. You didn't like. God, I don't. Know. Well, even if you take this, the 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 um, your your rapper friend, uh, I'm blanking. Yes, Scrubius Pip. And if you guys if you guys look under the oils and you look under the recent artwork and if you look at darylynch dot com slash Scrubius dash Pip. Um, I feel that. I feel that picture. I, I, I feel like I could reach out and touch it. He seems very alive. But I'm also, like, very aware of each hair that's growing in his beard. I, I'm aware that – when I look at your stuff, like, I'm aware that these subjects have a heart that are pumping blood through their body. And, I mean, is it just – you're just trying to capture, like, a spotlight on a performer in a dark club – I mean, what's the mood you're trying to set with a piece like that? Um, well, with that, that's the first one in the Musician series uh, that I'm working on. It's nearing completion. It's dragged out for two years due to artistic poverty and having to you know, waylay it so that I could pay bills. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, the project's called Light in the Dark. Mm. Uh, music, music for me is integral to my day. And if I've had a really crappy day, the music is the light in the dark for me. Um, you know, I could put on some Lust more, some Lamb, you know, some Ulver, just let it wash over you. Um, Do you have to, um, is what you're listening to affect, you, you listen to music while you paint? Uh, I do, but I tend to leave the MP3 player on random, unless... Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, and it's very random. It, it'll go from jazz to grindcore to, you know, blues to hip-hop to trip-hop to... Skiddly bop, bop, bop. Uh, <laughs> if you're so, if you're in a mode as a painter, that that random shuffle of the music doesn't. You don't find yourself going in and out of the zone based on the music that's playing. Because I know when I'm writing, I can't do that at all. I could never write to shuffle. Yeah, I could um, never. I could never create. Um, like I, in my spare time or some downtime, I'll write. I wouldn't say poems. I wouldn't say lyrics. Just words. And I couldn't do that listening to. Lyrics, but I could do that listening to some, you know, dark ambient, some some instrumental music, and that'll help the mood. But with the painting, I already kind of know the concept, so I know where it's going, and I, I really just lose track of time, space, everything. Just I'm looking at the colors, and yeah, pretty much. All right. So you're a self-taught artist. When when did you start painting? When did you decide that you wanted to, you know, Go commit full-time. yourself to being, yeah, to being a painter? being committed um that too i've always painted and drawn um i am self-taught painting i did a one-year course though in drawing in advanced drawing in i think it was around 2000 uh, just to hone my skills uh, in the drawing which you know, i did the one-year course before that i thought oh, i could draw and then after the year i looked back i was like oh fuck i i couldn't draw beforehand but painting wise it's just been self-taught and it's just a it's a blessing and a curse because, and you can ask anyone that knows me, if I go three or four days without painting or drawing, I just become this grump. <laughs> let's, oh. let's talk about that for a second because that's something <laughs> I definitely, now that I follow you on Instagram, uh, I don't I know if you want to spell your Instagram handle. Um, uh, it's, it's all the same, Daryl Lynch, it's on oh, Twitter, Instagram. Okay. Right, and, and for the listeners, only about half of the postings are cockpits. The rest are, are art. But, what I see is you've got tremendous amount of turnaround. I see you show a sketch, and then three days later, I see a finished painting. There is a, uh, I, you know, I like to think of myself as an artistic person. I do a lot of writing, but I have to admit, I really hate most artists 
because most artists I know are fucking lazy. And if they had to have, I don't mean a real job, but I mean they had to work like they needed to work in a real job, they just wouldn't be able to do it. You, you like had a job where you wore a suit and like were a full grown-up, right? I did, I did. I did the daily commute, you know, the holding the handrail and the chick, 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 chick. I do it every day. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but do you find me. that that, but do you, do you, maybe they're unrelated. I mean, maybe you're just doing what you love, so you do it a lot. Or well, do no, you when think I had a full-time that, job, sorry. Uh, when well, I had a I'm just saying disciplines. Yeah, if, I've, if something is paying my bills, as in a, a day job or a full-time job, I get lazy and I don't paint, you know. Um, uh-huh. Not me. Whereas if I, I have a few different tiers of the oil paintings, which I do for pure passion, which are the you know, musician series or the figuratives. I do my watercolors, which are, are my day job. You know, they're, they're portraits and they're, they're affordable to everyday Joes and Janes. Uh, whereas the oils, they, that portrait of Screws Pip took about three months. They take a lot of time. You're going in layers and you know, trying to get individual hairs down. Whereas right. Oil studies that you might see on Instagram, which are the loose figurative ones, the nudes. I can do them in a night. That's the idea behind them. And then I oh, can. Wait, talk, wait, can you talk about that? I want to interrupt you, but only to get you to talk more about something I don't. I don't understand. I, obviously, I understand the difference between watercolors and oils. Yeah. But tell me. So, but what I didn't appreciate is the difference between an oil like the Scrubius Pip and what yeah. you were saying are some of your oil studies, like the nudes. Well, I call them studies. Uh, they could be alla prima, which is wet on wet. They're just, they're almost, they're paint sketches. You know, they're capturing the pose and the lighting, but I'm not going into eyelashes and fingernails and details. So that is, there a, is, is, that, is there an example of what you're talking about on your, on your website? Oh, just so we can do um, they would actually be on my Facebook or my Instagram because the website, oh, they the don't. Instagram. Up, so it's not like that. Okay, okay. You see, but you see, because I'm a, a plebeian, I didn't really appreciate the difference between what you're calling an oil study. All right. Yeah. So, so the more finished oil, the polished ones are the, the paintings on the website. And then for my Instagram and Facebook, I said, it's every day. Here's a study. Here's a study. Here's, you know, here's a cockpit. Mm-hmm. Here's a study. Here's a... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a, when it comes to your Instagram, there was a very large-breasted lady that you posted just the other day, which is, uh, you know, the, the artistic cockpit, but for... Of the other gender. Well, I just that's see, I just paint people as people. Uh, that that was just that girl's shape, and you know that's what I want to paint. I, there's an awful lot of artists that will pick a form and a shape. They'll mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I'll only paint you know Barbie doll esque people or these kind of perceptions of what people think should be painted." You know, almost like the ballerina look. Right. I, I I love to paint people of all walks of life. You know, men, women. Large people, skinny people, hooven but is, people. <laughs> so is this is the uh, going on your Instagram the 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 large-breasted kneeling woman? Because I would call it by its name, but you didn't say the name, so that's basically all I can do is call her the large-breasted no, large kneeling something. brunette. That's Isn't it winged something? Name is. But that didn't uh, take nearly as long as the scroobiest pip. It would actually. There's um. It's on my Facebook. There's an awful lot of details in the backgrounds and in the skin tones, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's yeah. an awful lot of layers. Right. That's why I didn't notice. Okay, so you're not. That doesn't count. You're saying that is a long, that's, a long. That's the down. That's the downfall of Instagram. Is you're putting up the image and it's as big as your screen in a square. Um, mm-hmm. I'll then put on four or five details shots afterwards. But unfortunately, if you post too many things in a row on Instagram, people unfollow you. Right. Well. Right. I'm going to interject here. I'm going to, I'm going to point out a particular painting. I posted it uh, in the chat, and I'll mention it then as well to you guys. Um, and I mean, I'll link it to you. It's it's called um, Fire to Your Flag, um, which I first of all I love this painting. I think it's beautiful. Yes. Um, but and I I found that it was very emblematic of the way that you really are very much drawn to playing with light and dark. And I'm pointing this one out as well because. Um, <laughs> Believe it or not, Wayne and I have talked just a little bit about you and uh, and your art previously, and um, and one of the things that he has mentioned repeatedly is the feeling of vitality, um, but also the the feeling of sort of decay in in the body, which uh, I know you guys already discussed. But I'm going to point to this particular painting um, 
because it's it's her arms, and I've seen this in some of your other paintings as well that are particularly interesting. Obviously, you have the light focused on her, you know, on her collarbone chest area, and so yeah. it dims from beyond. But the coloring then that incurs in her arms as you go down ends up looking very, you end up with the forearm and the vein. It is quite corpse-like, yeah. Yes, becoming very sort of blue and there's like a veiny element to them, though it is not sort of a realistic vein. Uh, but it is, it does really seem to be a choice of including, you know, sort of the blue-purple tones there as opposed to a, a more gray or a more neutral uh, darkened palette. And so I, I am just curious there why, you know, because I've seen it specifically to the lower arms that you've, you've done that before where the palettes become more of that blue tint. Is that well, that's something that you're probably, conscious of? Or? Um, it's probably largely down to the lighting. Um, for those, and same with the Musician Series, uh, I, I'll do a photo shoot first as I work at ridiculous hours and, you know, they may take a long time. I can't have someone standing in my house in the countryside week in week out during the night and they're like I have to get up for work I'm like shut up and paint for the next eight hours Uh, so I just use a mic stand with a single torch that I've bought from a wonderful website in China that I buy everything from (laughs) that's that's good because we have to give those small children a chance to work because it's the only thing that makes them happy (laughs) I was talking about the infant workforce of China go ahead ahead. sorry their their small hands get the components in place (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's how I light them. Um, it also to play on that with the musician series, light in the dark. That is how I light them. Uh, back to Scroobius, I just met the gentleman. We'd arranged to meet up. Uh, he was playing a gig in Dublin, and I said hello, and in, immediately brought him downstairs in a, a gallery into their basement shop, and then led him into a wardrobe or a closet, <coughs> where I had the, the single light set up on a chair. So it was a very strange sort of setup, but, but that's how I shoot them. I have to shoot quickly and wherever I can go. So that's the lighting. Um, so back to the skin tones, I suppose it just, it, it will be in more and more shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm sort of like bringing like suicide girls to life in some of these photos. But um, l- let me ask you this. So let's move to the watercolors. You know, your watercolors are more, let's say, conventional portraits, right? And you can mm-hmm. do them more quickly. Again, not an artist. But what I know about watercolor, I learned in third grade, and I know it's very um, blobby and liquidy and oozy, and yet you seem to paint with watercolors with, just to me, just seems like shocking control. So I don't know. How do you do that? Do you do you add agents to the watercolor? Do you thicken up? No, the it's just or? Uh, saliva. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I, I'll have my water jar, yeah. but when I'm I load the brush on the you just know how much pressure you put if you put too much paint on the brush. So I end up by the end of a portrait I'll always have a blue mouth because I, I use my tongue and my mouth to regulate the paint. Wow. Maybe that so my DNA is actually in every one of them as well. So if someone did one and we said it was a counterfeit, you could always just test it on a sugar. So the portrait <laughs> you did of me, which I use as the cover on my Facebook, um, is riddled. Just with riddled live, loud. Live and love. Here's yeah. saliva. So, quick question hey, Wayne, about that. Wayne, 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 does that get you a little hot? It's just okay. It's a little bit hot. The, just the, a little bit. Well, quick question about yeah, if you if you lick it, it's kind of like we kissed then, you know. At least exactly. in my dreams tonight. Um, keep keep working the I'm gay for Dara theme because it's it's radio gold. But um, quick question. Aww. You gave me the portrait, unsolicited. It's amazing. Even my mom liked it. And um, um, I mentioned to you, after saying how great it was, especially the eyes and the nose, I gave like a tiny criticism about like the jawline. Now, quick question. Considering you gave me a gift unsolicited and it's amazing, and I gave a tiny criticism regarding the jawline, here's the question. Am I the biggest asshole you've ever painted? Not the Not the biggest. Um... No, no. Like, critiques are all. Yeah, it's, it's all personal. I don't take it personal when people say things to me. It's it's their opinion, their eyeballs, and I know they're wrong. But I just leave it up to them. Well, I mean, when I look at the the whole eye, all that's showing on the portrait on the Facebook cover is like the eyes and nose region. Like I always that, focus on the eyes. I feel that's like I'm fair. looking into a mirror. I don't feel like that's, that's a representation. It's like nailed it. 
that's where I tend to focus. It's the eyes, the mouth, the nose. The rest of it's filler, you know, ears and the shadows and the hair. And you could, in a watercolor, once you capture the eyes, you, you really capture the person. Well, know? yeah, I, I think so. Um, we're almost time. It's almost time for our first uh, game, which is Mara does. But let me look through. Uh, oh no, no, there is a question. I'd like to talk about this, and this will be a good question, and then we'll go to to, to Mara's game, which is um, not exactly the same. But you and I have something uh, in common, which is well, I'll start with me. You know, I, I have a day job, and I still do. But after the recession hit and my uh, economic uh, fortunes completely turned, I decided that I probably would have a better chance one day of, of writing my ship um, by pursuing more time to writing and worrying less about the day job. And uh, a similar thing happened to you only times 10, right? Yeah. I mean, come back, back in 2007, 2008 when the recession hit, that's when you – decided to go full-blown with the art, right? I did. Uh, and I, I'm glad it, I didn't decide it earlier because I think what happened uh, during the good times, there was a lot of artists that were painting more than I was. Uh, they got offered big money by developers. Uh, you know, the developers had come to them and go, we like your painting. It's a grand a piece, right? I'll take 100 paintings off you. Do you know that kind of thing? Uh, mm -hmm. They'd be building these huge, enormous estates or hotels and stuff. And there was just huge money going around. But then the developers went tits up. Right. And that money never manifested. And people, artists, you know, like me and stuff, really, I don't say I make a living. I make an existence. Uh, suddenly you have a mortgage and a car and stuff to pay for. But I didn't have that issue. Um, so when I went, when things were bad and I spent full time, there was an awful lot of uh, startups and businesses started around that time as well because... In the good times, you tried making a business and it failed, you were looked at as a failure. Whereas in the bad times, if people try these things, you try and if you succeed, bully for you. But if you don't, they're just like, well, you tried. You know that kind of way? Yeah. Right. Everyone, everyone failed, sure. Yeah. So right. It's all right to fail almost at this time. Whereas in the good times, people look down on you, sort of like, oh, you failure, you, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I don't know if this applies to you, but like back in 2007, 2008, when I was doing really well in the day job, my the amount of money I would make from my artistic output was like one-tenth, one-twelfth one of what I was making from the day job. When the economy hit the fan and suddenly I took a 50% reduction of what I was making at the day job, <laughs> art seemed less ridiculous because the difference between what I could make through art and a day job was now much closer together. Yeah, oh, about um, <laughs> well, the, my, like, I, I didn't do as many watercolor portraits. They are my main income. So when, right. I, had, uh, when I had a full day job, I didn't do as many of them because I didn't need to. Um, right. But now I, I do because they will pay my utilities and my rent and my bills. And I was the oils. Sorry? Do you, like, set up, do you like set up in a public place and do and do watercolors, or is this all through no, websites? It's again, well, most of my commissions, well, not most, well, a lot of them are international. Um, you might see me on it at this time of night or four in the morning shilling stuff to Australia or to the States. So there's always always a market awake that you can right. sort of har harass. And <laughs> what a, what a tremendously capitalistic uh, statement. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the real point here is that economic stability is a – a deterrent to creativity. Yeah. Um, I know I know. if I can cover the debt, the, the, the bill paying and the utilities, I can then focus my time on what I want to paint, the oils, the, the figuratives, the, the nudes and the sketches, the studies. Mm -hmm. um, but that's right. why I said like the musician series got shelved because watercolors weren't going as well. So money was tight. I couldn't spend weeks upon weeks upon weeks on... Yeah, the, the musician series, it's its a pet project. It, it's not guaranteed it'll sell, and I, I don't mind. I don't paint the oil paintings like that to sell. I paint them because I want to. Right. I, I suppose they're the purest form of my art, whereas the watercolors are my commercial side. But I still enjoy them, you know. Well, I, I mean, I, I, right. The watercolors can often come with a story. Or you, you can bring happiness to people. They may have lost someone, and you're painting them, or... You may just paint someone who's still alive with their parents and stuff, and 
Right. Or you fun. might give a narcissist a picture of himself like me and just make him happy because he could look at his own face. And that's that's a beautiful story right there, I think. It was a great day. You didn't day. cry, you know. You didn't cry, you know. Well, oh, you don't know cry. that I didn't cry. But your tears sustain me, so I like to know that if it makes people cry. You made me cry. But now, Mara, is it time? Yes, let's play our first game. So our first game is a wonderful test of how much you know these two virtual strangers, or one stranger and one uh, <laughs> internet writer. Your boyfriend. Uh, yeah, your boyfriend and, and a virtual stranger. Um, <laughs> so the game is Stick, Stone, or Story. I will tell you three related stories, and it is up to you to determine which one happened to Stick, Chwastic, that's me, Stone, Gladstone, Wayne, and which one is a story about someone else entirely. Uh, and as I believe you know, if for some reason you actually do get them all correct, if you are to able to guess uh, who the third person is, you get extra credit, which you can then redeem for, I'm not sure what, but a hug or maybe a free drink or something. Anyway, right. are you ready? Yep, shoot. Can we do okay. the, let's, let's do the 1940s thing. Let's play Stick Stone or Starry. Okay. <laughs> we need some organ music. All right. So the first story, uh, the person of our first story, suffered an eye injury while playing a pickup game of basketball. The individual was poked in the right eye so severely that the blow ruptured an eye muscle and caused a cataract to develop. And as a result, this person had the lens removed and replaced with a synthetic lens. That is story one, basketball eye. Story two, while skiing in Vail on a particularly sunny day, this person's eyes began to hurt until eventually they completely swelled shut. This person uh, burnt their actual eyes, the interior of their eyes, to the point of not being able to see for two days straight. They could not open their eyes. Skiing is story two. Story three, due to a current corneal erosion, one eye of this person's closed entirely, and due, uh, with this injury, that individual had to drive then from Calgary to Banff during a snowstorm with only one good working eye and is still alive, if you were concerned that we were discussing a dead person. That person is still with us. Those are your three stories. Basketball, skiing, and driving in Canada, all with eye injuries. Would you like to hmm. guess which one is stick, which one is stone, and which one is the story? All right. It's going to be shots in the dark. Cause, um, yeah. But I, I'm well, you're go good with dark. Yeah. Light in the dark. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. If you will. The basketball, I think, is skilo. Uh, sorry, I mean Gladstone. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. I, I can see. I can see him hustling on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've got the height for it. That's what I figured. You know. Hmm. <clears throat> the skiing. I don't know. I think I'm going to go for the skiing for stick. Okay. Okay. Based All based right, on okay. absolutely nothing I know about you, but it just seems more of a thing. And the driving <laughs> thing, I have no idea. That will but right. you're going to say that that's the story. That's the third person. Okay. You got one out of the three correct. I am, in Uh. fact, the one who got blind while skiing. That was absolutely correct. Well done on that. Uh, You swapped the other two. Wayne was not injured while playing basketball. I'm sorry to tell you that was David Duchovny. Who is a New York Jew. So you almost No, it was very close. And yeah, and he went to he went court. to Princeton. He went to Princeton with my older brother, so that's close too. So it was a very tricky, uh, very tricky on you. And I know Isn't I he have writing a, a book too. I, I something like that. That's true. David Duchovny has written one novel. Uh, his second mm-hmm. one's coming out. I should mention, mm-hmm. and I hate to self-promote, my second novel is coming <laughs> out. Um, and it's coming out after this podcast, but before the next podcast next Tuesday, you can buy book two of the Internet Apocalypse Trilogy. It's called Agents of the Internet Apocalypse. Go to www.internet-apocalypse.com. Pick yourself up a copy. Uh, regarding wait, okay. my now injury... Dara, I'm sorry. I'm not to, to ask, wait. So, because you, you painted a wonderful painting of Wayne. Did he send you a book? Do you have <laughs> a, the, Wayne's book? 
I will send you two books there. No, no, no. He he offered to, but I'd actually already ordered it. Oh, oh right. Okay. Right. But, I was so much more to a dick than I thought I was. Thank but you for reminding me. Look, he sent me a personalized plate to stick on the inside of it because I'd already oh, ordered it. Oh, yeah. Good, right. good. Right. Yeah. And and not for nothing, I want to commission uh, with the very minimal amount of money I have. But I think it's going to be something that'll be very very easy for you to paint. That is related to uh, book two and book three. Uh, but I'll talk to you about that uh, not on the air because it doesn't really make uh, good radio. But the point is, uh, yeah, I, my, I went to Canada to interview to do uh, Calgary uh, Expo, which is like a Comic Con. And uh, I have this weird eye thing, and basically, like, my whole cornea fell off. And uh, I couldn't see out of that eye for about 48 hours until it, until those cells grew back. But in that time, my hotel room that was paid for expired in Calgary, and I had a new hotel room that was paid for in Banff. So I had to drive there to get there. And so... Had you got, like, a Comic-Con eye patch or something? Or? Well, the thing is, I was interviewing Jillian. If you go on my Facebook, if you look at the picture of me with Jillian Anderson, my eye looks all effed up, and uh, that's... That's that's why uh, it was tearing during the interview with Jillian Anderson. But uh, I but you know, gotta, and that ties again with David Duchovny again. So yeah, that was really very tricky of you, Mar. Really, I know. I thought that. I thought that. So what if if for our, we'll link it once you say, but let's let's talk about whatever one painting of yours. I know what some of your favorites are that you like the most, that you'd feel like talking about? Which one is it? Uh, An oil. My favorites always seem to be the latest one I'm working on. Uh, that until, makes sense. until they're finished, and then about two days later, all I can see is the flaws. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it, I must be just part of the artistic temperament. All I can see is the flaws, but you have to just leave it. Um, no, I, I certainly that, experienced that. I'm sorry. I, I've, I've, the musician ones and like Fire in the Flag, they were all on canvas or well linen, linen canvas. But I've since moved over to using, I, I dabbled wood for a few paintings, but now I've gone to using some aluminium panels. And I'm just, Ooh. yeah, it, it's called dye bond or pro bond. It's two thin sheets of aluminium with a plastic core. Um, there's a bit of prep involved sanding them and gessoing them but it's just so smooth and the response is completely different so it's, it's allowing me to do different skin tones and details is there anything on your website that's paint that's painted on these al- aluminium uh panels uh, yeah the, the, by the way i would say aluminum but i want to make you feel i, I was about to say it's okay you're american you can say aluminum <laughs> i just try to be curious uh, uh, well we have an extra eye in there so we make it aluminium uh, i know the last one the, the top ones are the pugilist uh nightmares by the sea that's on aluminium uh, wait. The very, uh, very first painting on the ba- Oh, so the very first thing. Okay, so that's on... Ooh. All right. Is that now... Is the this, one, this is a real person? This is a model that you photographed first and then painted? Yep, that's... It exactly but he, is. Was, he wasn't in the water at the time. He wasn't. He, he was... Uh, he used uh, imagination sure. as an artist there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I noticed stylistically with you, and this is sort of what Mara was getting at, I see it a little bit in this painting... But I definitely saw it in a in a oil sketch you posted on Instagram the other day. It was sort of like a child in a kind of a crouched position, and you said that you weren't feeling very inspired, but at least you wanted to um, use it as an opportunity to practice, like, hands and feet. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that? That's a friend, and, a friend of mine. She's not a child, but she, I think she'll take that as a compliment. That's oh, well, I, I was looking at it quickly on my phone. But the point is, um, and the yes, phone is not the way to, to look at I this. I didn't want this, to paint. I, I didn't feel in, inspired that night. I just wanted to lie on the couch and watch like Van Helsing or some bad film like that. But I forced myself <laughs> there are a few to, films as bad as Van Helsing. But uh, Van Helsing seriously might be one of the worst movies ever made. But um, and guilty like, pleasure, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it in its badness. But, yeah, exactly. Um, it seems like you, you do sometimes – all right, again, forgive me if I'm just misspeaking, but it applies to the, the painting that, that, that Mara referenced, The Fire and the Flag. It, it applies a little bit to this painting, The Pugilist, and I think it applies to the sketch. It's almost like sometimes as you travel down the arm, as you move towards the extremities, you get almost an increasing degree of detail. Now, it might be because the light is brightest at the top of the arm and it, it washes things out. 
but do you know what I'm talking about, or am I just making shit up? That's basically the question. Be, I could just be really lazy when it comes to, like, arms or larger expanses of flesh. You know, whereas hands and faces I can put detail in. An arm, there's not much detail you can put in aside from skin tones. So I, I think I might just block them in. What I like about that is that <laughs> if that, that that's very possible, but that you do it in such a consistent manner that we right. are able to look at a series of your work and then like draw interpretation out of it because you really you really are a very consistent uh, consistent artist. Your your painting right. I mean, absolutely you have a voice. I don't know if you say that in art, but you have a voice. Like that's what I've been trying to do for years beforehand. I used to you know I. One painting be one style, one painting was in a different style. One painting was a landscape, and then you know, I painted a fucking lamp or something. But you need a signature style so someone can look and go, that's a Daryl Lynch, or that's... Right. So that's yeah, well, when I, I saw you paint that, that, that lamp, I thought, it, it, I thought it was dying, and I wanted to fuck it. So that was like classic Daryl Lynch, I thought. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm really curious about that. So it, because that, I think, is something that people of all disciplines really struggle with trying to figure out what their distinctive voice is. Did you find that that was something that, oh, I'm, I'm doing this repeatedly or this is what I'm most comfortable doing, so I'm going to just kind of elevate it or I'm going to focus on it? No, um, I have to bring or, myself back, back to it. Um, sometimes oh, I'll really? find I'm going off in a completely different color palette or, you know, it, again, I have to shoot my reference photos with the models where they are or, you know, where it suits them because, most of the time, it's people off Facebook who've just been good enough to agree to pose for me. Uh, really? so the lighting may, might be daytime lighting, and I have to sort of, you know, close blinds, block windows, just to try and control the lighting, and then use my torch. Um, <laughs> what was I ranting about? No, I don't. Are you really trying to create a consistent when, when yeah. you're so, trying to so create? That's it. So yeah, I'm trying to bring yeah. it back to my stuff, and I that's with the studies then. I can go off and try different color palettes. I can try different brush strokes and different materials. Like I've started painting on laminate floor tiles samples from the hardware store. Hmm. They're inexpensive and you can just use them, discard them, you know, that kind of way. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's very What, um, so this is Mars question that we, I don't know. I think we've asked it in every single, yeah. I think we've asked it in every podcast. Is there a trend going on in in your world, meaning not your world of uh, not in the art world or in, yes. in professional painters or portrait painters that you find uh, that kind of like drives you nuts? Something that lots of people are doing that you wish they wouldn't. Um, yeah, it's it, it, just my opinion on it, though. So I mean. Someone yeah, we painting. won't hold you accountable. No, but what I mean is whoever's painting it may enjoy it, and that may be their pleasure to paint and bully for them. But That's very political uh, of you, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> the show pony kind of thing, um, pop culture where everything you draw or paint, you instantly have to put online for likes and, mm-hmm. you know, people to accolades of people like, oh, you're, you're, uh, this is wonderful, and you're just... just Backpatting from people, but the pop culture thing where they will paint a celebrity and then incessantly tweet them and tweet them and tweet them looking for a retweet or a, a like or something, and then they'll screen capture that and start doing that, you know, sending that out to the world going, look, 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 fucking Lady Gaga like my painting. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, which is why you, you more classically would paint someone that no one's ever fucking heard of, like me, because there's no honor or distinction in that. Yeah, I, didn't paint, I didn't paint, so you'd be like, oh, fucking, you know, well done, and then I'd screen print that and stick it on my wall. No, I told because everyone do. would say, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> but, uh, no, I know, I wasn't, I was making fun of myself, not you. Um, but it's completely valid to paint the other people, but I see artists with such talent, and they're just using it. It's as if they have so much talent, but no imagination. Right. You get me. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do it purely so people will be like, oh, you know, well, well done. Oh, look, oh, you're so well known. I don't think you can make a career off that. You might get lucky, and someone might buy a painting or commission one off you. Right. I don't. I, I, it's supposed to be like a purity thing. I don't know. It's. I don't know. You like an, I don't know if you can answer this question because you might be too close to it to answer it. 
But if people go to your site, to the DowerLynchArt.com, the first mm-hmm. thing they'll see is a little film uh, that's been made where it's kind of uh, shows some of your work and some of what you're thinking about, but it also just shows a lot of remote Irish landscape, right? Oh, and and image. What'd you say? Call my garden. It's my garden. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so here's the deal. Here's the question, and I don't know if you can answer this. Even though that video shows images that are not your work, you know, it's your your surroundings. Yeah. I felt the images were complementary and in the same spirit as some of your work. So. I guess what I'm asking is, like, do you find that that you know, small town, remote Irish identity is something that is in your work, is part of you, comes out in what you do? Um, hmm. There's a lot of solitude in it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tend to paint more than one person in the painting, so the, mm. there may be that because I spend you know a, a, a lot of time just out here painting. Um, but the, the video itself, yeah, it, it, it was made by a filmmaker friend of mine uh, named John Mulvaney. He, he he's a wonderful series called Fractured on YouTube at the moment, investigating the underground music series in Ireland. Uh-huh. An awful lot of wonderful bands that have been going for, you know, five, 10, 20 years, and they, they get overlooked, but the phenomenal music. So he, he uh, tried to reflect each artist in the video. And you know he's been my best friend for so many years, so he he knows me, <laughs> and he knows how to kind of to paint with video uh, to right. convey my images and stuff. I suppose. No, I, well, so okay, so at least he uh, would agree so. with me. Like uh, what he was trying to do, I think he did. Uh-huh. I, I like that video very much. I've watched it two or three times, and it it does capture with its music, with its images, and your voiceover that that video makes me feel the way I feel when I look at your paintings. So if that was his goal, I think he he nailed it. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, John. Sorry? No, I was going to completely interrupt and ask another question, but please continue. Ask away. Mm. Well, because you said uh, that you have this tendency to paint one individual person at a time, which certainly I've noticed, um, I was actually just curious, do you when you're spending that much time on on a single person, do you at the end of it feel like you know that individual? Have you sort of created a, a backstory and and, a, and information for them, or is it just sort of line and color and, and the visual expression? I presume I own their souls by the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, I, I, I won't have just one painting on the, the easel. Well, there'll be one just on the easel, but the piano in my studio and on top of that there's five or six paintings at various levels of completion so I'll sort of like tonight I was working on a commission for a few hours and then I'll cut to one of the the personal ones you know for a few hours and that's how I'll work it so I don't spend too long with just the one painting day in day out because I'd get bored of it otherwise mm-hmm. well you know what it's time for it's time <laughs> for no, no, I'm drinking the whiskey. Oh, we should talk about that after the game. I'm drinking yeah, whiskey. Drink whiskey. But no, I'm having the Okotoshin uh, Three Wood. Do you know the Okotoshin Three Wood? I think you can get a cream for that, actually. <laughs> the Okotoshin Three Wood is lovely. It's it's aged in three different casks, and when you drink it, it's sort of like that gum in Willy Wonka where they have the whole meal, like they get the soup and uh, the thing and the dessert. It like it changes in your in your mouth. You taste the three different casks. It's kind of amazing. But scotch, it, scotch it's scotch, it's as they would say. It's scotch. As, it's real as, scotch from Scotland. It's over a hundred years old. I mean, not what I'm drinking, but the scotch the, the is like burnt tires to me. So. Oh, you don't <laughs> like really? you don't like scotch. I'm not too fond of it. I prefer Irish whiskey, and that's not just like, a patriotic. What Irish whiskey do you like? Favorite. What's what's your favorite? Uh, Green Spot would be my favorite. Um, Green I tried, Spot. I tried getting a sponsorship off at one stage. Yes. Oh yeah. It is delicious. Uh, it fell on deaf ears. I didn't get a response. Yeah. What do you feel about Jameson? Jameson too mass produced and syrupy for you? It's all right if you wanted to have a like a, a Jemmy and ginger ale. You know, it's it's for mixing. But the other one I'd just drink pure. I wouldn't drink mix it with water. I wouldn't cut it down with ice or anything. It's 
just a delicious mm-hmm. drink. You can hold that. You can take a sip, hold it in your mouth for five, ten minutes, and then you forget that it's in your mouth. Do you that kind of way? Yeah, that's the that's the Okentoshin, which you apparently aren't mad enough to drink, but I'm not going to hold that against you. I wonder if we Scott. can get that one here mostly in in the States. I don't. I've never seen that. I would love to get no, it. No, but now I, I really. I'd yeah, like I think to. I googled it before, and uh, there is some online places you can get it in the screen oh, spot. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to play highbrow, lowbrow. I'm trying to come up with a way to explain these rules more simply, because Frank Lesser last week, who crushed the game, also took about 10 minutes to understand the game. There were four questions. Frank was also very drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are, yeah. there are four questions, two highbrow questions, two lowbrow questions. Each question gets harder than the one before it. So the second highbrow is harder than the first. The second lowbrow is harder than the first. And you only have to get three, so you can pick whatever order you want. Uh, And they're based around a theme. Today's theme, in honor of you, is portrait painters. Well, not only portrait painters, but painters. Let's go with painters. And um, you're going to be assisted in this in the sense that I know nothing about art history. So they're really, you know, you're not going to get some sort of obscure Flemish 1700 painter. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Okay. So let's play highbrow, lowbrow. And you can pick which goes first, highbrow or lowbrow. Lowbrow. Okay. Here's the easier of the two lowbrow questions. The doctor met this Dutch post-impressionistic painter in this 2010 episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't watch Doctor Who, so I have no idea. Oh, my God. Well, okay. I don't you know it's Doctor TV, Who. So. You know it's not too obscure, and you know it's a Dutch post-impressionistic painter. So, um, Van Gogh? It is Vincent Van Gogh. The episode well was called Vincent and the Doctor. You are one for one in highbrow, lowbrow. Fuck yeah. Let's go <laughs> ahead. Next question is in highbrow or lowbrow. Uh, we'll go highbrow. Highbrow. Vincent Van Gogh was born March March 30th of what year? It's multiple choice. March 30th of what year? A, 1852. B, 1853. C, 1854. Um, we'll go for B. 1853? Sure. You are correct. Two for two <laughs> in highbrow, lowbrow. You know, it would be awesome if, uh, if uh, Dara won highbrow, lowbrow, because then it would mean my good friend Nick Leftley, who was our first guest, would be the only one who lost highbrow, lowbrow. <laughs> Okay. The best thing, though, about there is the, the like, uh, wookie noise that you're making <laughs> while you think. It's amazing. I love it. Please. Continue. Okay. So now, you to win the game, either the harder highbrow or the harder lowbrow. Monobrow. Um, we'll go for the uh, lowbrow again, please. Lowbrow. In 1971, Don McLean had a hit with this song. Whose opening lines are "Starry, Starry Night"? Um, wait a second! Wait a second! You know, just to just to assist you. Hold on. I don't want you to get this wrong. I don't want you to get this wrong. So I don't know if it'll pick up on the audio, but the song starts out like this. Okay, that's a commercial because YouTube has commercials now. But and here. <laughs> That's applause. Did that did, did that come up? Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go again. The name of that song is not uh, Starry Starry Night. Uh, Vincent. It is Vincent. After Vincent Van Gogh, you have just won highbrow, lowbrow. And if you had done the fourth question, you would have seen that was also about Vincent Van Gogh because I don't know a lot about art. They were all Vincent Van Gogh. Well, so you have won you highbrow, question. lowbrow. Kudos to you. Brilliant. So and now uh, yeah. we have ten minutes left. Ten minutes like left. A, it's like a quick fire round or something? or 
No, 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 you won the game, which is interesting now because it means uh, Nick lost both games because uh, my good friend Nick Leftley is the worst, and then Frank Lesser won both games, and Dara Lynch won uh, both games. Okay, good, good, good. So if Nick's listening at home, which he's not, you're the worst. Um, he would sustain okay. me. He's, well, you know, he's English, so you should probably like that I'm tooling on him, you know, as an Irishman. Uh, but uh, People are people, you know, so... Oh, I'm, look at you. Look at you, refusing to give in to base nationality and racism. Um, I have a question. Um, is there anyone that you, is there anyone sort of in the queue that you really would like to paint that you're like, eventually I'm going to paint this person, but I'm not there yet? Uh, just people, people, or musicians, or which? Anything, anything. Someone, just a random person, someone you know, uh, someone that is famous, someone that is not. Is there anyone that you're kind of holding off on? No, I, I did notice earlier on um, watercolors have a fairly good turnover. When it comes to an oil portrait commissions, I am fucking terrible at getting around to them sometimes. I might start them and then shelve them for three or four months. Some of them have been shelved for about a year now, but <laughs> I've just recently completed them. And I, as I finished them, I thought that person was lucky because they got the painting I did now rather than the one I did last year, if you get me. Right. My, yeah. my, my abilities and my techniques seem to be, oh, you know, improving. So, uh, so I, well, I but, can look back though. Um, let me ask you that. Um, and maybe I don't even know enough to understand on a technical level. But can you explain a little bit the ways in which your technique uh, has improved? Things you've noticed, things you do differently. Smaller brush. Uh, I start using glazes more, sort of. Uh, which a glaze is well to me again this is all my phraseology it's probably wrong where I'll use a, a medium such as liquid or, or terps or, or a, a sort of a clear varnish and I'll mix a small bit of paint in with it so just tint it uh-huh. and you can then I, I paint that I coat that over the base painting and it can work translucent light can shine through it bounce off the back painting and it changes the tones and the colors you can use it for depth uh, for instruments like on the guitars and stuff, it, you can add a really nice. You do the wood grain, paint the wood grain, and then do several layers on top, just to make you know to to make it look like mahogany and stuff. When you um, uh, this is sort of um, this is going to sound so highfalutin. Um, <laughs> highfalutin. But but um. Oh, it's really embarrassing to say this out loud. But your work to me, if I were to compare it to literature, if I had to compare it to... Because I, I have no I have no voc- vocabulary for art. It's just my own ignorance. I don't know the schools. I don't know the schools and theories when it comes to the art world. I only know books. If I were to compare it to literature, I would say it reminds me most of uh, magic realism. What, what that's like... Gar- Garcia Gabriel Marquez would be the most famous practitioner of that. And what the thing is with magic realism is that it's um, it's not fantastic, it's not fanciful, but it's almost such an intense reality that it becomes unrealistic. So when I look at some of your work, it feels very, very real to me, but it doesn't feel literal to me. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem I, I do know one art term. It doesn't you're obviously clearly not doing like something that's photorealistic. But at no. the same time it's very hard for me to place why it looks simultaneously so real and clearly artificial at the same time. I think it, the, the, the sharp shadows really help with the you know, adding a depth to it. Um Mm-hmm. That will that'll add the realism, but then again, I like a painting to have brush strokes, and you know, from a, from if you stand back in the picture plane, sort of six to eight feet away, the skin tone may look skin tone, but if you go up close, there's you can really see this. Uh, every time I do a painting, I put on the in my Facebook page, and I'll put the finished painting, and then loads of little snippets of details, and you wouldn't be able to decipher what the detail was if you just saw it by itself. There's blues and greens, and there's strange right. marks. So that brings the painterly sort of unrealistic side to it, I suppose, which I like. Right. When you do all your water, do you do all your watercolors in blue? Uh, your thing? All I, the ones on your website are blue. 
Yeah, it, it's sort of it's a signature color. But if people want any other colors, I will do it in <laughs> other states. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Is that happened? Do people say, like, I love your watercolors, but please, I need my daughter painted in red, none of this blue shit? Uh, I will dissuade them. Like, red looks demonic, yellow looks sickly, as does green. So, uh, so the hit on blue is, well, the, the classic colors would be sepia or sepia, you know, the kind of brown color. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the world and its granny has done them in that color. I will do them if they're paying me money because I'm a whore. But right. <laughs> We all are. If they if they if they want a Daryl Lynch watercolor portrait, that's the go to color. You know, it's French ultramarine. So. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. No. I, I like it. I'm not. I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. But. Uh, no. That. Uh, Give me money. I'll paint in any color you want. And the watercolors <laughs> are on what? On just on like good cardstock paper, or uh, what do you paint watercolor, watercolor? It's watercolor, watercolor paper. paper. It's 300 gram thickness. Yeah. Wow, I'm looking at this one. Hold on, I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna post this. I ne- I don't think I I thought I'd seen every part of your uh, website. Pardon? I I saw a watercolor that I never saw before. Just I'm gonna post it on the in the chat room. One second. <laughs> I just I'm looking at here. Here it is. Everyone who's listening can look at this while we talk about this in our you know remaining oh, minutes. Oh, well, wait. Look go at ahead. this one. This is um. It's called blue watercolor. <laughs> and I just posted in the chat room if you if you click on it. It's it almost looks like a nineteen forties movie star. But the level of control in in the shadowing of uh the cheeks is just I don't I'm just so knocked out. I mean it looks like the kind of level of control one would have with charcoal. That uh, is more in a horror. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's me dabbling and being a, a complete commercial tart. Right, I understand. Not, right, I, really. so I was right yeah. when I said when I said what I what it looked like. But uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I'm really just talking about it because of the technique. I I still don't. I mean, I know your spit must be potent and wonderful, but I still <laughs> don't understand how you use watercolor to well, create watercolor, shadow on the right side of her face. Watercolor, you work up from the, the lightest. Like it'll be water with a tiny bit of paint, and then you use a bit more and a bit more. You layer it up. Yeah. Um, that's, I suppose, you know, you, when you get to a level you're happy with, you stop. Whereas with oils, if you put too dark, you'll have to scrape it back or you know, wait till it dries and paint over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's This is actually one of this. Uh, I know you're painting a known celebrity, but actually, I hadn't seen this watercolor before, and this one is. This is clearly for me, uh, not that I don't like this, the portrait either of me, I do, but this, this watercolor is, the uh, joy, yeah. has a tremendous amount of depth uh, and contour to it. Don't so, bring too much attention. I'll get, I'll get sued by her estate for using an image off Google or something. <laughs> well, I, I don't think they're coming for you. I, I don't know. Really? I want to watch Oh, wait, what about this? Wait, what about this? What about these paintings? What about these devil rain these devil's rain portraits? Do you know what I'm talking about? Devil's Devil. Rain is a nineteen seventies movie about uh Satanists. Uh I think it's uh holds the uh holds the uh honor of being uh John Travolta's first film. And uh I think William Shatner's in it, but everyone who's possessed basically has their eyes sunken and filled with black tar. You've got a series of oils where people have no eyes. It's yeah, black. It's, um the Breton women by what was it William Orpin? I don't remember. I, I saw, saw these paintings of these Breton women, and I just loved it because it made it a figurative piece rather than a personality. With the watercolors, I put the eyes in, and I I have an ability to capture the person well with their eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if I was putting into sort of those headshot sort of you know the oil studies portraits, there was too much personality in them, and people were getting attracted to the eyes that weren't looking at the rest of the painting, so. Interesting. So Interesting. their eyes out. But, you know, that's inherently terrifying as well. You're aware of that, right? Some people found it that way, yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I tend to, I've gone back to putting eyes in there, but it was a period <laughs> for years. I, I like that. No, no. You know, you could do that just in terms of monetizing. You could you could do the painting without the eyes, and then when they complain, just charge them extra if they want irises and, and pupils. Exactly. But, uh, Wonder Wander I, is a... Is Wonder a, Wander. 
Um, I name them so haphazardly that I have to. Remember one. You don't know oh, what they're called. Yes, 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 with the the red cloak. Yeah. With the horns. Right. So that was yep. a real. That was a photograph. This is a real person, and she owned a, a horny cloak. I own that cloak. Um, there's a TV <laughs> show. There's a TV show called Bottom. Uh, it was Rick Mayall and Abe uh-huh. Edmondson. I don't sure. know if you know. It's a British TV show. No, I don't know the show, but I know Rick Mayall. Rest his soul. Yeah. All right. Well, if you look up uh, Bottom Halloween Rick Mayall on YouTube, you'll see it. That was the costume he dressed in. I'll I'll, I'll send you a picture of me dressed as that later if you want. Um, it's obscene. Please. Yeah. Please do. Um, oh yeah, I just I just Google searched it and uh, yeah. So ah. that was just one of my costumes for one Halloween and it kind of worked. So yeah, she. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not a serious artist. I I, I like to just put silliness into the paintings. Well, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't read as silly, but it, <laughs> I don't get silly. Yeah, I get yeah. But for me, it is. Yeah, some people may right. read an awful lot into it, but I'm just like. Right, you have the understanding of what it's derived from, absolutely, but it it certainly doesn't necessarily depict that outwardly. Um, Look at this, Bunny 2. Now, Bunny 2 is a painting where the the, the face and the the collarbone, there is more detail because there's more shadow and it's not that that washed-out light effect, but in that one as well, you've got... I think, and again, I just feel so unqualified to say this, the highest level of, of detail in the in the hands. And uh, I just find it fascinating. I just find it, there's something tremendously alluring about that. It just, it sucks me in each time. Uh, That's just somewhere, I just, I love focusing on the hands and it's something that an awful lot of people don't practice. I see an awful lot of tattoos and the hands are behind the back, and the feet are behind. They're hidden. Right. Um, we need to practice things. Say we. We don't have to practice them. Fuck it if you don't want to. But for me, their hands and feet are looked as part uh, some of the hardest things to paint. So I just want to try and get them as good as I can. <laughs> so every once in a while, like four times during the podcast, it seems like you stepped on like an echo chamber, and you got this weird like. To your voice, but that you're unaware Probably of that. Just, no, I didn't hear. It's just it's my shitty Wi-Fi connection, I suppose. Uh, no, right. it's actually a phenomenal Wi-Fi connection. I'm gonna ask this one is... last question because we're already pushing the the time, and it, I'm sure Wayne will have like three more after this. But regardless, no, 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 no. Uh, but it's fine. You you you've posted. I saw even recently. I think today that you uh, will do paintings in exchange for whiskey. Yeah. And you told us of your favorite whiskey. But now, I'm actually just curious. You had said to us earlier offline that you, you haven't been drinking. Um, and I, so I'm curious as to why you're doing paintings for whiskey. Are you just saving up for, for when you want to um, indulge? It could be that. Or like some people in prison don't smoke, but they hoard cigarettes. You know, it's cur- <laughs> it can be used as a currency yeah. as well. It can but be, trade yes, for like. Anyway, I, I, you know, I, I might get that. I'll do. I do a lot of charity stuff as well. Someone, will, I'll do a watercolor for them, and then I'll get them to do, or give a service to someone else. You know, sort of. Right. Just to get that's some wonderful. good karma because I'm such, such an asshole. So. No, that's great. What charities have you done things for? Uh, just just small charities like uh, the lifeboat. I do a lot. I try and you know give money to or donate watercolors to raffles and stuff for them because I do a lot of kayak and a lot of outdoors. They, That's wonderful. So I'm just hedging my bets, I suppose. Well, no, it's a, I work for charities and we we exploit artists all the time. We we desperately beg them to give us stuff, and most of them you hate offer them support, exposure, so. all the exposure. <laughs> yeah, right, right, all of that okay. bullshit okay. that nobody wants to hear. Uh, so no, I, I'm I have a lot of respect for anyone who is willing to see beyond that awfulness and and still. Yeah, no. If charities come begging, I don't like people begging. But if I see someone, I will offer it. You know, it's kind of a friends and stuff that don't ask for stuff, get free painting. Right, right. Someone comes to me going, oh, would you paint me? And I go, yeah, it's this much. And they go, oh, would you like to paint me for free? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's how Well, I was going to, as I said, I was going to offer him some money. But um, 
so we are now the final segment, which is uh, the Knowledge Roundup. And this is a segment where each of us takes a turn to say something they learned during the course of the show. And I think Mara should go first. Because I went first last time. And also, I learned that, that the the uh, the Irish use the word tits a lot more than Americans, and I, I it makes me very happy. Did I say tits? You did, yes, yes. I don't even realize it. <laughs> I learned that I should have been laughing at the picture of the chick in the red uh, devil shawl instead of masturbating to it. Yes, yeah, sure. I, I, did, I didn't know that. And what did you learn today, uh, Dara? I learned that, to much to my dismay, you're not the baller on the basketball court that I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know that actually in, in Little League basketball, uh, I was like only an inch shorter than everyone else. I was one of the leading scorers in the league. And then by like age 12, when everyone had a growth spurt that I didn't have, I went from like 20 points a game to like, two to four points a game with a hook shot. So I'm not as bad as you might think, but no, not dangerous. Not dangerous out on the uh, on the court. Well, all, all I'm seeing is I'm, I'm visiting you reenacting uh, I Wish by Skilo. I'm a lot <laughs> like Skilo in many ways. Um, so next week on the podcast, we will be joined by Mike Drucker, who is a lovely stand-up, lovely... A uh, tweeter and an art, a writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He'll be joining us, so be sure to tune in for that. Now, I would just like to thank literally no that joke. That is actually yeah in two weeks, just to be clear. That is in two weeks. So when I said <laughs> next week, that would be what we call in the biz wrong. Um, we might have an episode next week, and it might actually be uh, with a fairly famous uh, voice actor, but I don't want to tell you his name because it might not happen next week. Then the week after that is Mike Trucker. Thank you for correcting me, Mara. And I know you'll join me in thanking Dara Lynch for being a lovely guest. Everyone should go to daralynchart.com and commission oils and watercolors from him. He really is, with no hyperbole, one of my favorite artists. I could look at his work for hours. Thank you so oh, much. You. <laughs> thank well, thank, thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.